Welcome to the Between Brothers Podcast. Zero. He got the whole world behind him. Chancellor in the building. Yo, what is up? Of course, the Duke of Devin Anders Lando in the building. Tune into the Between Brothers Podcast every week, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, due to some technical difficulties, this podcast is dropping a little earlier or a little later, but um, aka I screwed up last time we recorded. So, um, but anyways, uh, Zero, how's your week? The whole week was pretty all right. Um, what's it called? Um, same old, same old. Yeah, going to going to customers' houses, ridding them of uh, ridding them of their bugs, or keeping them away if uh, if it wasn't their first. Um, had a had a couple interesting ones. Uh, one um, was their first was their first spray, and it was pretty bad infestation. Like um, roaches everywhere, crawling on everything. It was like, it... was the house dirty or was it just? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They try to blame it on everything else because it was in a, it was in a trailer park. So they said uh, because of the other trailers that were abandoned, they all decided. It's like it seemed like all of them decided to converge on their uh, trailer but I'm like there are too many other trailers for them to just converge on yours so you had them first so (laughs) you had them and they just kept they just kept on going it got to it just looked like it got to the point where it started to go wild and crazy and your one can of raid wasn't doing the job Mm. Um, is there anything that can be done when it comes to that or you just kind of like Nah, um, um, what's it called? You first off, you gotta clean up, get rid of anything that may that may uh, attract them. Like, uh, you can't have food all over the counters. Can't have food laying around in certain spots. Um, you you have to you have to get something to that doesn't like raid or um what's it called zevo or those sprays that you get from um that you get from walmart basically those are one shot one kills and they again the bugs can get immune to that really quick so you want to get you want to get something that's going to that's that's going to but you have to mix it up you gotta get something that will kill that would that when you spray and even when it dries off it's gonna keep on killing them and when you apply it and apply and when you go to spray something again it has to be something different you can't keep on using the same thing over and over and over again so if you have to swap back and forth so there's no um so there's no time to it's no time for a bug to adjust to it that's the way that it's gonna have to go, but it has to be something that kills consistent that that continues killing even after it's dried up. Um had another one. Um, um 
you had another one the the lady basically basically was in uh undergarments the entire time I was there I get and uh, I guess she works as a nurse because when I finished inside the home I had to put my stuff away and I had to go and knock on the door and when I knocked on the door and she came to answer so I could tell her that I was finished she was in full clothing ready to go to work like alright that that made that was completely backwards but okay or not I can't say backwards because it wouldn't make any sense for if it was backwards then she'd be dressed the entire time when I knock on the door she was in nothing but her undergarment so it couldn't be backwards it's just you know it's kind of unusual but but it's like it is what it is like they were getting ready for work I was surprised that they didn't just wait for, have me wait to get dressed to show me what needed yeah. to be done but it's like you know but I didn't think anything of it it was like be professional and courteous was like don't he's like don't say nothing out of the way just do what it is you got to do and leave but other than that that's uh that's basically been it thanks what's up um so we uh we went to our sister's gathering the other day her birthday will be uh tomorrow um from when we're recording this and uh, and so we pull up we pull up to the crib and um, we're getting Coco Puff out the car and everything like that and um, so Lollipop is like what the heck is that so I'm thinking she's talking about some bug or something like that so then um so then the girls start saying, there's aliens here. So I'm like, what the heck are these girls talking about? So I look up in the sky and I see 10 lights that look like stars floating slowly across the sky. And I was like, huh. So I looked, over, looked away to see if I was tripping and looked at the other stars. I'm like, nah, those are perfectly still. And I look back over and it's still floating. I posted this on my Facebook page and a couple people said it's the Elon Musk satellite. But I'm like, it was moving slowly and it wasn't ascending. So. Yo, you know what that means, right? No. We need Andre Iguodala. (laughs) (laughs) So, now I'm somebody who doesn't believe in aliens, but, um... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, you know, it... We saw a UFO. You know, it's it's what it is. It's it's an unidentified flying object. But when we tried to record it, the light exposure was too much to see the sky at that point. So um, 
like you know the like everybody who I told they were like oh the aliens were scrambling your phones I'm like that that's why they did it to no other phone in the history of life <laughs> for these so called UFO sightings but um but it was it was a it was a strange dynamic and then we um so we go into the house and the kids are being like like keep talking about it I'm like yo. Not, there's nothing wrong with talking about it, but I'm like, yo, why are you yelling at me? I'm standing right next to you. <laughs> so then the judges is like getting pissed off because they being mad loud and Coco Puff is sleeping. And then the ring goes off and she's like, now she's terrified. She's like, now you let the aliens, like, y'all serious right now? Aliens, so aliens just happened to come to our door. She checked the ring, and then she so then she goes, "Oh, um, she was like, oh, who's at the? Go see who's at the door." And I was like, "Why don't you just check the ring?" <laughs> so it happened to be somebody's car driving past, which I hate our ring camera sometimes because it's like. It's like a hit or miss. Sometimes it'll detect the car driving by, but then it won't detect somebody who's actually at our door. I'm like, <laughs> but, yeah, the joint is stupid as hell, but um, like literally it, it's supposed to ding for the last like few days. It hasn't really been dinging when I come into the door. It's supposed to like notify me. So I don't know what the hell is up with that stupid thing, but we need to. We probably need to get a, a new one or something like that because I'm thinking the battery is out or something like that. But that wasn't the case. But uh, but yeah. So I, so I saw UFO. We celebrated our sister's birthday, and that's pretty much it for me. But um, but uh, oh oh, and we went to get suit fittings for the wedding, and that was something that probably should have taken. 20 minutes took about an hour because we was all acting foolish. Me, Zero, and my and my big bro, Big Mike. So, yeah, that was fun. Fun weekend. Fun weekend. But anyways, let's get to these topics. Um, so, first of all, we got James Harden calling Daryl Morey a liar. And I just don't understand, like, what this dude wants. Like he had Darren Worry built a whole team around him. It didn't work out. He went and got him from Brooklyn because he said he didn't want to be in Brooklyn anymore. He got him out. Uh, no, actually, I think Darren Worry was fired before he um before he uh, left Houston. He got, but you know, the saying is like he got him out of a bad situation. He got him into a good situation. Darren Morey's gotten him into two good situations, having Joel Embiid as a teammate. And then all the things he did for him while he was in, he was in um, Houston, and you know, saying put him on MVP notice, won an MVP. Some people think he should have probably won two, but like, I guess I don't even understand like what he's mad about. Like at the end of the day, there's only but so much that can be done for you with your recent performances, specifically in the playoffs. Um, what do you have on that matter? My thing is, like, you got to chill out, dog. 
But I don't know what it... Because supposedly, he took a pay cut and to make the team better for them to make a championship run. And like Philly fashion, they fell short. And now he, I think he was looking to get compensated and management basically reneged on the deal and now he's saying that Maury is a liar because because the deal that they made is like I'll take a pay cut and you build a team around me and then basically pay me what you owe me I got that that information from the uh, Gills Arena podcast, so can't um, I don't know how much is uh, how much is real and how much is fictional because it could just be speculation. But I'm I'm confused because it seems like no matter what's going on, ever since he left, ever since Harden left OKC, it seems like he's never been happy in a situation. It's like he wanted to get paid more in OKC. They traded. Yeah, they were they were, they picked between him and uh, Surge. They picked Surge. He goes. They didn't really pick between the two of them. They they offered him a deal. They offered them both a deal. They they could afford both of them. At the I think it was like I forget what the number was. Mm-hmm. It was like a forty five million. I think it was like forty five million dollars overall. Um, and I think they could have maxed him out, and like it was under, it was under the max that they could have offered him. Um, but and, the and he didn't take offered, the deal. Yeah, he was okay. offering him, you know, the, the max. Um, yeah. So it wasn't that they picked one over the other. It Got was, you. Um, it was uh, he just didn't want the money that they were giving him. He felt like he, so, he deserved a he deserved a bigger contract, and he went and got one. Got you. So then it's it just seemed like nothing it seemed like nothing just it seemed like he doesn't know what it is that he's been wanting since he left OKC. It's like he he I think what was it? He wanted Chris Paul, he got Chris Paul, then he had problems with Chris Paul, and then he wanted then No, it's not a Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard was Okay, so 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 he had problems with Dwight, he wanted Dwight gone. They get Chris Paul. And then, then he had problems with Chris Paul. Then he wanted Chris Paul out. Then he got Westbrook. But did he have problems with Westbrook? I don't know. Because I can't remember because then, See, because the, then... the issue the issue with when it comes to Westbrook, you just don't know what the truth is. Because yeah. because people have always had this narrative about Westbrook that he is a bad teammate. At least the media has. But um, but like like, what's his name? Paul George. Paul George. Paul George asked Westbrook for, for like I don't want to say permission, but like his blessing to leave Oklahoma City because of the situation that had came upon him for um, Oklahoma City. Like Paul George's Paul George has mentioned like Westbrook's been the best teammate he's had. Um. Bradley Beal has as well, so I'm like, um, even Kevin Durant when he got busted on his burner account, he was saying that there was only him and Russ and nobody else, 
So I don't know why this narrative that Westbrook is a, was or people had issues with Westbrook has come out. I don't know if that's the case in their scenario. I don't. Mm. I don't. I don't. I, but I think they did say that they were having issues, but I don't think that, that was actually. I, I can't. From everything that's come out from people who actually played with him and coached him, I don't believe anything the media says about him. Got you. Yeah, I remember. But I know it's a off. It's kind of off topic, but um, I think Bradley Beal had a. Uh, story about Westbrook where I think he had just arrived in um, Washington and he was watching practice and they uh I think it yeah I think it came from um yeah Gil Gilbert Arenas had told the story and he said uh, Bradley Beal told him when he was in um when Westbrook arrived he was sitting on the sideline and they were doing practice and I think they had like seven fast breaks and Bradley Beal only touched the ball twice and he stopped practicing. He said, "Who the f- do y'all think y'all are?" He's like, "Do you know who this is? This is Bradley Mother Beal." It was like, "Y'all took the ball." No, I know. I think he took the. They took the ball up seven times, and he didn't touch the ball once. So y'all took the ball up seven times, and y'all didn't touch. And he didn't touch the ball once. He should be. He's like, he should be the only person touching the ball on every. Like he's the. He should touch the ball on every single. Uh, every single possession and he said well, what's his name Bradley Bill was like I've never had anybody say anything like that um or some step up like that for me in any situation I think this was the first the practice coach, too this the fact that the coach did yeah mind-blowing that just speaks to their that situation there um but yeah I mean he, he James Harden has been in in favorable situations he hasn't been able to capitalize on them, and it seems like it's everybody's fault but his. Like nobody told you to score five points in the fourth quarter with the series on the line. Nobody asked you to do that. Nobody's asked you to come up short time and time again every playoff series that you're in. And then what was it? He goes to Brooklyn. Now I think I. I sort of understand the Brooklyn situation because it was like, I think Kyrie was Kyrie. Well, got, we all knew that. Well, Kyrie is a separate story. We all knew Kevin Durant was going to come back, and that's technically why you went there. So, because you had to carry the load for a little bit, you mad? Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Because it's like. Like what do we do? It's like it's not like the Houston situation where you were where let me you had the Houston situation where you were carrying the load all the time, but it always seemed like every time you got somebody that can help you with the load, you had an issue. Now you know Durant's coming. Now you know you, you got Durant coming back, who we, you you're familiar with, and you still what you couldn't. Like what was the problem? Now you go to Philly. And because you came up short again, you're mad because the because you couldn't like the the whole thing was basically we're gonna build a contender around you. You do what it is that you do. I don't think anybody ever promised to build a, build a team around them. That doesn't make sense. Joel Embiid's a better player. 
That is true. So it was like, you took the pay cut for what reason? Because <laughs> if that if that's actually true. I think that portion of the of what they're saying is complete speculation because that doesn't that doesn't make sense. Jo- Joel Embiid is the better player, the younger player, the franchise player, the team that they've been building around all this time, or the player they've been building around all this time. They're gonna bring in a a, a player in his mid thirties to build around and, and and what phase Embiid out. That doesn't. That doesn't make sense. He's the best offensive and defensive player on the team. That doesn't make sense to be like, okay, we're gonna build around you. And also, also, I think Doc Rivers, like even with Doc Rivers, you saw like sometimes when he was coaching Harden and stuff like that, some clips and things of that nature, he was like, yeah, you know, like when 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 Embiid is it ain't on, like that's what we need. Like we really need you in those times. So like, I don't know where that idea comes from that people are saying the team that they promised to build a team around them it there's been nothing to indicate that and it wouldn't even yeah. you know NBA gets hurt a little bit he's been playing more games every year and he's the clearly better player it's like you like he is at this point he don't know what he wants it's like you want a championship? Do you think it was like, and if the speculation is he wants to go back to Houston, where do you think you'll get your championship at? In Houston or in Philly? Well, I don't think, I, I know they, they had mentioned he would go or that he could go back to Houston. Houston would take him back, but Houston didn't make an offer for him. I don't think, I don't see them. I don't see them. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think Houston was a part of that plan. I think it was just a it was just a, a BS rumor that went around. Um, probably agents put out there just to get to get a feeler. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, James Harden needs to uh, needs to understand he's no longer an elite player in the NBA. You know, he can be great for a game or two here and there, but that's really about it. Um, all right, so I'm hearing this narrative that Trey Lance, um, well, Trey Lance has been announced as the third quarterback on the depth chart, which one that bothers me a lot because I'm like, they've kind of gone out their way to diminish Trey Lance with everything. Everything I've been hearing about Trey Lance is like, is nothing but bad news, and generally speaking. Teams, teams don't teams let out what they want to let out. Mm-hmm. So you guys have been, and now they're saying they, you know, they're looking for trade partners. Why would they do that when for the last year, or how how long has he been in the league? No, for two years. Mm-hmm. Like for the last two years, y'all done nothing but say how bad it is. Who would trade for him? And then not, not only that, you're a team that went down to your fourth player to play quarterback. You'd think with your quarterback injury history that you would want to keep Trey Lance on just in case. I heard um, Shanahan wants the uh, 49ers to keep Trey Lance. 
Why would he, that doesn't even make sense. He's been the main person talking bad about. Him. Yeah, suppose. Yeah, what was it? I uh, saw to the, um, earlier on Bleacher Report that uh, Shanahan um, Shanahan wants to keep. Yeah, wants to keep uh, Trey, which honestly will be the smarter decision, like you said, with the with the injury history. And if uh, Purdy gets hurt, Sam Darnold might do Sam Darnold things. So, do you really like? So, do you really think you really want to uh, just give up on Trey? And and I don't know. Really, has do you even think that Trey Lance has really gotten a fair shake? That's what I'm saying. That's the point I'm making. Like. Um, like you know, like this is different between Josh Rosen. Like Josh Rosen showed that he wasn't a good quarterback, while Trey Lance didn't really. I think what I think he only got to play two games last season before he got injured. Um, and the whole off season, uh, last season they were talking about how he's been struggling in training camp and this, that, and the other. And then they made like this whole thing, like we're definitely moving forward with Trey Lance. So we went from definitely moving forward with Trey Lance to the point where they're going to get rid of Jim Garoppolo to now he can't play quarterback and we need to move him. That doesn't make any sense. I guess Brock Purdy kind of changed that. But then what was Brock Purdy showing in practice that you decided that you were gonna keep Jimmy Garoppolo at Garoppolo after saying you were definitely moving off from him. That like nothing the 49ers have done have made any sense. They have a Super Bowl roster. They have a Super Bowl roster. They just are they're one of those teams that's probably a quarterback away. Mm-hmm. They have the defense. They have a good run game. They have an excellent offensive line. They have, you know, good wide receivers or good enough wide receivers. I don't think they're elite at wide receiver. Um, Debo's a, a special talent, but I think their core as a whole, I don't think it's elite. It's probably above average at best. Um, well, no, if you add um, Kelsey, not Kelsey, um, Kittle, Kittle, Kittle and um and uh, McCaffrey, I guess you can say their pass game or their pass receivers are great. Maybe not the wide receiver core itself, but their pass catchers are great. So it's like they have a Super Bowl re- level roster. They probably have the best roster in the NFC overall. And then it's like, okay, so you you watch Brock you watch Brock Purdy all training camp two games into the season before Trey got hurt, and you're like. Yeah, um, we're gonna we're 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 gonna rock with Jimmy Garoppolo, who went seven and three in the time that he played, and then he goes down. And if Jimmy G doesn't go down, do we even know who Brock Purdy is? No, you know it's it's not like like you know Tom Brady when he ended up starting like they there was rumors going around saying that. Belichick was considering moving off of Bledsoe like before the injury. Brock Purdy was never mentioned until Jimmy G got hurt. Yeah, because Trey was already hurt. Exactly. Trey broke, Trey broke, Trey his, broke ankle. his ankle. 
So now it's like it goes from that, and then so I saw this 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 um podcast. They normally talk about basketball. I was actually kind of surprised, or at least the clips that I've seen them. They normally talk basketball. I didn't know they talked football at all. I don't know the name of the podcast, but it has this chubby dude with like long curly hair. Um, um, and a whole bunch of other guys, but um, but he was like, it could go down as one of the worst trades of all time, and I was like, well, not really. I mean, it's it's the worst trade of all time because they didn't they didn't try. In my opinion, they didn't try to make it work. Mm-hmm. You know, like. It's like you know, you know. They always say like, play the kid, see what you have, and then move off of them. And they, they never really did that. And you know, and, and then to also pick up Sam Darnold to compete for the backup spot shows that you weren't really convinced about Trey Lance. And then everybody calls Kyle Shanahan this quarterback whisperer. But until that run with Brock Purdy, he didn't do well with any quarterback outside of Jimmy Garoppolo. Like he, he I think they, I think they started. I, I think I saw that they started either three quarterbacks outside of Jimmy G, or it might have been four, including Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, and he has a significantly bad record with those other quarterbacks. So I think he has a type similar to like John Gruden had a type. Yeah. And and if you don't play that, if you're not that type, whether it's build, athleticism, um, um, brain, however, he just doesn't, he's not as good with those guys. And um, I'm starting to get, I'm starting to get a lot of feelings that Kyle Shanahan is the Brad Stevens of the NFL. Like, because, and what I mean by that is, not saying he's going to move into the front office, but everybody anointed him as the next great head coach. I remember even getting back and forth with Celtics fans, like, what are y'all talking about? Like, Eric Spolster is still in the league and he's winning championships. Yeah. And he's getting bad or mediocre rosters to the playoffs. And this this past year, he got a mediocre or the last three of the last four years, or two of the last four years, he's gotten mediocre rosters to the finals. You know what I'm saying? And then people were like anointing Brad Stevens because he went to the Eastern Conference Finals with a bunch of young guys. And then we he that's all he did. And it's just like in in Kyle Shanahan's the same thing. Like we've known him to blow leads because of his ego in his system. Kyle Shanahan has a Super Bowl roster. The, the, the 49ers' success, I think, has more to do with John Lynch than anybody. And so I'm just kind of, I'm kind of annoyed because y'all know, y'all know who listens to this podcast. I'm quick to call a quarterback bad if I think they're bad. I don't know anything about Trey Lance. He never got a fair shake. I will definitely crucify him if he if I could if I could actually see that he was a bad quarterback, but he was a what third overall pick? 
Mm-hmm. How? How do you go from that to a seventh round pick? And I was like, I, I can't wait till the Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy to turn back into that pumpkin. I can't wait for that clock to strike midnight. Because from the stuff that I've seen, he's an average game-managing quarterback. And maybe that's what Kyle Shanahan likes. Game-managing-ass quarterbacks. It's pretty annoying. It really is. But shout out to Trey Lance. Hopefully he gets a good shot somewhere else um, to a team that maybe can actually develop a quarterback. Um, but I never, just seeing what he did in college and knowing what he did in college, I, I thought he was, he was, he had, he was going to be, he did get the busted to me, but it, it, it wasn't but how based many, off of nothing that I saw on like, or in the league. Yeah. Cause my thing is, and you know what? It's funny. Cause now it's, even though nobody really knows much of him anyway, but you got three quarterbacks from North Dakota State who, like, the best, of course, is Carson Wentz. And, yeah, the best, of course, is Car- Carson Wentz. And we've seen, we seen what happened with him. Then you got Trey Lance, who hasn't gotten a fair shake. And you got Easton Stick, who can't stick to a roster, was supposedly the next who was supposedly the next guy from yeah from uh North Dakota State because of his uh because of his athleticism but he can't even but he, he's barely making rosters so it's like maybe there's a, a North Dakota State curse um. <laughs> who knows but the thing about with uh Trey Lance is that um he yeah I th- what was it I think they played like showcase games for him during the pandemic to show off his ability because they shut down the uh, season but it's like it seemed like that was the worst case scenario for him he should have just stayed he should have just uh, taken his eligibility either transferred to stayed an extra year for him to unless he was already at his uh, his um Potential. No, the issue is the issue is when you when you when you are talking to people around you and they're saying that you could potentially be drafted here Mm -hmm. and you got there's no reason to hurt like you like you remember remember Matt Liner like Matt Liner was gonna was gonna be certified number one overall pick and then he. Then he stayed an extra year and yeah. ended up being drafted tenth. Well, I thought it was another ten. He lost like ten or eleven. I have to look it up. I think it was a. I think it was tenth, but he lost. He lost a whole lot of dollars because of that. Shit. Exactly, exactly. And then he was out of league in twenty five minutes. And 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 but Actually, the thing is, but the thing is with him. It actually was better that he fell roster wise because he literally had the best receiving core in football at his disposal, and he still couldn't perform. Like that's the guy. And if Matt, Ly- if Trey Lance was gonna be 
Matt Liner, the difference is Matt Liner was a three-year starter. Like that's very unusual for a three-year starter at such a big school to have so many issues. Like, I mean, he wasn't like, he wasn't even an average quarterback. He was a bad quarterback. Yeah, um, what's it called? And you know what? I know I know it's super late and super hot take, but even though uh Matt Leonard was projected to probably be the number one overall pick the year he didn't come out, the way that scouts work, I think he probably would have still dropped because he still had because what he still wasn't because he still wasn't effective in college like he couldn't throw the deep ball he wasn't very athletic there was nothing that he could have done for him to no 100 but when you when you have everybody saying you're gonna be the number one pick and i don't know who got drafted in that in that season um uh before before he before he left for the draft but you know that was back when they were giving quarterbacks or number one overall picks 40, 50 million dollar deals up front. You know what I'm saying? I was before the the rookie cap. All right, if he was drafted, I think he was drafted in uh, 2006. So he was drafted in 2006, then 2000, then 2005 would have been the. Um, I think that would have been the um, Alex Smith draft, unless so I'm still a year off. Alex Smith. No, I think that was 03. I think that was 03. You may be right. You may be right. I'm get. I'm maybe getting my drafts mixed up because um, I think uh, 05. No. 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 Because um, I know the math. Yeah, when Leonard got drafted. Mario Williams was number one. Yeah. It'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. But it, it ain't important. Yeah, I still think I don't still don't think he would have been drafted number one overall because his game tape may show that a lot of things may have been covered up because of the fact that he had a Lindell White no, or Reggie right. Bush. You're right. It was it was O'Connell. The Mac the the um the Matt Alex Alex Smith Alex Smith okay so if so I don't I don't think so do you do you think that with the 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 hype of US of USC Mm -hmm. the the um the they're coming off a national championship. He's coming mm-hmm. off his best season statistically. That Alex Smith would have been picked over him. Um, I still think so because oh, Matt, not, not because Matt because Matt because what's it called? Because I can't really because um. I really believe that when they start looking at the tape and start looking at his flaws, if if they look at his tape and look at his flaws and they see that Alex Smith 
that the Alex Smith has a uh, better upside than Matt Leiner does because if because the way that it looked in the league, Matt Leiner looked like he was a finished product because he didn't improve at all, even with what you like you said, the best receiver core in the uh, in the freaking league when he the year he did get drafted. No, I yeah, think Alex. Yeah, I think I think Alex Smith. I think Alex Smith's. Um, upside because it seems like it's always upside when it comes to players I think Alex Smith's upside would have still allowed him to be drafted number one but I don't think that I think somebody would have reached for Matt Leinart in the top five somebody would have traded up for him because I'm just saying if you look at if you look at what Alex Smith did in college statistically and what Aaron Rodgers did in college statistically and what Matt Liner was a part of. There's, there, I can't, I can't fathom a world where there's everybody who's looking. All, all of the quarterbacks were flawed. All of them were flawed. You know, say Aaron Rodgers ended up overcoming what he, what his flaws were. But, hey, it's, I, what's, but, but it's, it's a thing. So it's it's like you have, you have a, you have the pro-ready quarterback. You have the pro ready quarterback that comes from a prestigious organization. Why would they pick a guy from Utah? Number one overall. With all the hype, the media that would have been behind him, the pre- the, the fan pressure that would have been behind him. He's a California kid that, that, that played down the road, not literally down the road. It's a long drive to San Francisco. Like, all of that. It still would have been considered down the road, but but even I still I'm saying think it's not would, literally down the road. But not, that's what I'm saying. Like not, I get it, California, but, all that. There's no. I, I'm, I'm not. I can't believe that he that with everybody with all the issues that they had, and you got to remember. I know you said like upside, but that wasn't really a thing back then because upside said that Aaron Rodgers was the best quarterback in that draft. He was picked 23rd. 24th. So it's nah, like, but, but even then, even then with with uh Aaron Rodgers was because yeah, if uh if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about being the California kid and that sort of draft, then Aaron Rodgers is literally it was literally in San Francisco's backyard. So that, that so that would have made completely action. different though. You're talking about USC and the powerhouse that USC is versus Cal. But that but what's it called? Even with um even with USC and the powerhouse that yeah, the powerhouse that was USC, it still didn't prevent Matt Liner in the following draft to still fall, even with his numbers. So what's it called? Players I really, in that draft. And even and I really even believe that the better players, no, the um, that who Matt Liner may have played with, could have also been a detriment because of the fact that they could have covered up, they could cover up what it is that he lacks at. Yeah, with no, all the time not, that I'm he not, had around. I'm not, I'm not arguing that's... against that. I'm saying you also had the best player on the team was Reggie Bush. You also had him coming. He, he, you also had Vince Young, who was the national championship MVP coming out. You, Vince, Vince Young's flaws was 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 more glaring than Matt Liner's. You also had, you know, the, the biggest, the best um, 
defensive lineman prospect in in many years come out in Mario in Mario uh, in Mario Williams. You also had one of the best uh, offensive lineman talents coming out as far as um the Brickishaw Ferguson. He's one of the the, the highest graded uh, left tackle um, uh, players coming out uh, that season. So it's just like. Reggie Bush didn't come out the same year as Matt. Yeah, Reggie, because you mentioned Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush went the year before. No, he didn't. Reggie Bush came out the same time as Matt Leinart. It was Mario Williams. Uh, Mario Williams. Okay. Reggie okay, Bush. Okay. You got it. Yeah, because Vince Young. Young was. I got it. I got it. Yeah, my fault. My like I said, I was getting my drafts. And also, we were just talking. Yeah, yeah. Reggie Bush was a was a freshman in 04. or sophomore in yeah, '05. You're right. So you're right. So Re- Reggie Bush was the best player. So he, 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 even though even though Matt Liner was fine, he was a fine quarterback. Reggie Bush was clearly the 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 best player on the team. You had all in the in the first five picks. You had. All guys who were Hall of Fame uh, uh, worthy. I think Vernon Davis is in that draft as well. He was. Um, that's what's like. He, got, he came out. He, he was, and he was still the second quarterback picked. He was still the second quarterback pick with all of that talent. He was a top ten pick. Matt, Alex Smith. Not saying that Alex Smith was a better player in the NFL. There's nothing against that. Not not arguing against it. Clearly, because Alex Smith actually played years in the NFL, while Matt Leiner was a who he played for a player while he was still on the team that drafted him. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it just don't. There's no way that that there's no way in my mind that with the hype train that USC is, the the season that he had where he was a Heisman candidate and and winning a national championship that he falls for any reason behind even if he's not the number one pick and like I said everybody was saying he should be that he was gonna if he would have came out he was gonna be number one even if he wasn't the number one pick he was gonna be the first quarterback taken in my opinion but of course you know hindsight 2020 or and actually in th- in this case, there's you know history. History's already been written in stone. You can't change anything about it. Um, but but that's what I'm saying. Like if if Trey Lance was going to be the next Matt, that was going to be back black Matt Liner, I'm okay with that. Because but I actually got to see Matt Liner be gra- be trash. Yeah, you don't even like what's the name Trey Lance doesn't even get a fair shake because you know. Um, because, yeah, folks made it. I mean, in a sense, I believe folks even thought that they reached for him. Yeah. There's people that yeah. thought that they reached for Trey Lance because of the fact that he only play, he only played three games. He was he only played three games and he was coming from a small school. But I think but it didn't matter about the small school because he came from the same school as Carson Wentz. So it was like, it's like same school, same coaching, yeah, same coaching that he got. 
So I think so I think that actually may have been worked against him as well because they probably thought but, automatically that we, I don't, we're probably I don't understand getting, that though. Because Carson Wentz was was on that decline by then. Now, Carson Wentz may have been on that decline, but it's just the fact that they came from the same school. Not necessarily how Carson Wentz was playing in the NFL. And you could say that Trey Lance had more upside because he was the more athletic player. So, so but yeah, that if anything, they probably thought that. And I think um, Trey Lance was on his way to breaking Carson Wentz's records as well. I got to do more research on that. So they automatically, they all, it just, it just reminded me of. I know you got to go back when Andre Ware got drafted back in the um, early '90s, and then David Klingler was breaking all of his records, and it just seemed like, oh. You got to He's like you got to get a quarterback from the University of Houston, and they were both trash. It's just repeating itself all over again. Gotcha. Even though they didn't come back, even though they didn't get drafted back to back years. But the thing about it is, the way that they were performing in college, it's like, oh well, Matt it was like Carson Wentz came from there. It was like Carson Wentz was great in college. It's like I mean, injuries may have derailed him, but he started out really well. How maybe we can get the same thing for Trey and have the quarterback whisperer on his side as well. And it's not working that way because the dude hasn't gotten a fair hasn't gotten a fair shot. Because like you said, the only shot that he got, the only real shot that he got, he broke his ankle. Yeah. Um but I mean like I said, at the end of the day, hopefully mm-hmm. hopefully our boy gets a shot. Um, but I want to end with this topic. We actually spent more time on that topic than I thought we were going to. Um, we're going to start talking about other drafts. <laughs> yeah, but it is what it is. Yeah, hopefully he does fall to somebody you know, or if somebody will take him and develop him because he doesn't deserve he doesn't deserve that sort of uh you know deserve that sort of nonsense toward him because because uh you got a guy that you're paying close to peanuts for who was the ultimate game manager and like you said is probably what Kyle Shanahan could work with yeah. Um, all right, so little Boosie strikes again. And like the dude, the dude, he's known for saying outlandish things. Um, and you know, he has his views on trans trans people, Dwayne Wade and um having his nephews sleeping with prostitutes when they're teenage boys and all kinds of weird stuff. But um, I think what he yeah. said this past week was the dumbest thing I've ever heard him say. And he said that nobody can mess with R. Kelly's in the verses. So I'm thinking he's like probably talking about nobody alive, which I don't necessarily agree with. But then he said, not even Michael Jackson. 
And I'm like, all right, Michael Jackson is um is I guess people call it God tier. Or if you were to think about if you're a Yu Yu Hakusho fan, he's one he's three kings level. Art Kelly in comparison to the three kings is cool bar. Great fighter, but he is no never gonna be on that level of power. And I again we we kind of redoing this this specific topic again. But my analogy was R. Kelly, R. Kelly and Michael Jackson, if you're gonna put it into sports, is similar to let's say um let's say Michael Jordan and Reggie Miller. Like if you're gonna talk about greatest players of all time, or even greatest shooting guards of all time, you're not really gonna put the two of them in the same sentence. But Reggie Miller has had a long career, a successful career, but he's just not his curl just don't curl all the way or let's actually let's let's put champ because i think r kelly's probably done more in his career than than reggie miller so let's go to the nfl it's like comparing tom brady to troy aikman troy aikman cowboys great really good quarterback won some championships but it's Tom Brady. Like, you're not really, those guys aren't really in the same realm, even though they had successful careers. Troy Aikman's had a terrific career. R. Kelly's had a terrific career. And anybody who's never listened to this podcast, I despise R. Kelly. But y'all know I'm not a real hater. There's people I hate. But I'm not going to sit there and diminish what they've done just because of how I personally feel about them. I think R. Kelly's one of the most vile black men in the last 40 years. People might say, oh, what about Michael Jackson with the pedophilia accusations? Yes, accusations. He was never convicted. And also, a few little boys in a two-year time span and never any accusations coming up again sounds like a sounds like a plot to me versus R. Kelly who is a ser- excuse me hiccup at the same time a serial offender a serial offender he popped little girls like Rice Krispies Yo, this Frosted Flakes ass nigga. <laughs> so, like, that's where I, that's that's my stance on the legal stuff. But this really ain't about the legal stuff. This is about music. And so, I'm not an R. Kelly fan. I never was a really huge R. Kelly fan when it came to his music. There was a couple songs that I was really, really big 
Um, which was um, Seems Like You're Ready, Bump and Grind, um, I Believe I Can Fly. That's about it. Not saying he doesn't have any great other great songs. Actually, I will say that. He doesn't have any other great songs. R. Kelly has put out a lot of really good music. Michael Jackson's put out great music. You know, it's Clyde Drexler, Michael Jordan. Maybe that's a more similar comparison. Really good performances, but just wasn't quite Mike. <clears throat> and they played in the same era. R. Kelly was, was more 90s, and that was towards the end of Michael's career. But um, Michael Jackson in maybe three or four albums has done more or has put out better songs than R. Kelly's like 13, 14 albums. So I'm going to go through a couple of the things that I was thinking about when it came to music. And I, I so Lil Boosie said, how many Michael Jackson songs can you name versus R. Kelly? Well, I had to really think deep. And off the top of my head, I came up with seven. I ended up looking up some of the rest of them. With Michael Jackson, I came up with 14. And then there were two others that I pulled up that um, that I, I couldn't think of off the top of my head. Um, but, I, which was strange because I actually have the phone. But I just wanted to do it off of pure memory. So that's just me though. I'm not an R. Kelly guy. But before I go into that, Zero, what is your take on Lil Boosie's um, ridiculousness? Honestly, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. It was like, like, come on, dude. You can't think of any Michael songs. This is the same guy that says if anybody, in, that nobody in the South making a top 10 list of um, rappers of all time would ever put Jay-Z above him. If Lil Boosie is in your top 10 of all time, not, not your top 10 favorites, because there's a difference Yeah, which yeah. people don't seem to understand. Yeah. If you really want to if you really want to sit uh, sit there and objectively say that Boosie is going to rank Boosie who I don't even think he's ever gone platinum in the collection of albums that he has if you say that he's going to if you really uh, believe that he would be put ahead of Jay-Z in an objective top 10 rappers of all time you sniffing coke through a Capri Sun straw same guy who basically had his uh, I don't know if his sons or his nephews lose their virginities to community pussy. That, that's who we talking about. We talk about a dude who was heartbroken because who was heartbroken and went on Vlad and said it hurt his hurt him to his soul that his son didn't want to get a boosie fade. This is the guy we talking about. This is the dude who started a verse spelling his name. 
on the song Wipe Me Down. He's not even the best verse up there. Oh, and the whole I, song I, is... I don't, I don't know. Like, no, That's the only song I know of his. Exactly. It's not even his song. Oh, but that's it's not his song. There. I thought it was no, his song. No, he's, he's featured on it. Oh, wow. It's not what's even his song? song. What's his songs that puts him top 10 all the time in the South? So continue it on. <laughs> <laughs> and this is even East Coast bias. I don't like I listen to like you asked Lando, I've listened to and purchased albums for folks that is is questionable at best. So it's not like I'm not familiar and I don't know any of his stuff. But that's neither here nor there. It's he is somebody who I don't take serious on his takes when it comes to that sort of thing because it seems like he makes he has the hot take to go viral. And people are dumb enough that are his fans would sit there and be like, you know what? He do got a point though, since you don't know how to think for yourself as a fan. You could name a bunch of Jackson 5 songs. Like, you could name, like, I know you say you can name 14 off the top of your head. Well, no, I, that, that's, let, let me let me add context to that. That was songs, Michael Jackson solo. I did not include Jackson No, 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 that, no, that's my thing. That's, yeah. I, knew, I, knew who you, I knew what you were talking about. I just threw in the Jackson 5 thing. I knew that you were talking about Michael Solo, but I can name a bunch. I can actually, I think I can name a bunch of R. Kelly songs, but it's not going to be more than Michael. Yeah, so the idea of Versus is 20 songs. So I, I couldn't find 20 good songs from R. Kelly. I went through all his albums. Like that people know, like, you know what I'm saying? Not like, um. <clears throat> Excuse me. Not like uh, what was what was what was it? Was it Armarion who's like, oh, they, they played a song in Japan or something like that? Mm-hmm. Or I, I forgot who did a verses and they were like they played a song that nobody knew. It's like, oh, that's because it's international. It's like what? Like <laughs> so? Like so? I, it was just a song now, that people to, knew. Like you had to pull from a bonus track. Yeah, that was yeah. only exclusive in that country. Like, sh- like you know, you have you don't have enough songs when you pull when you pull bonus tracks. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like similar. I was saying, actually, Reggie Miller still is a good comparison. I'm like, if you start compare- comparing Michael Jordan and Reggie Miller, people will start being like, oh, well, you know, Reggie had that eight points in nine seconds. And it's like against the Knicks, and it's like, yeah, Michael. You know how many legendary performances Michael Jordan had against the Knicks? You know how many highlights Michael Jordan has against the Knicks? Reggie Miller has that highlight. Those six seconds. Those are very memorable. Michael Jordan has plenty, plethora, too many to count. It's just like, so what are we talking about? So my whole thing is like, I get like I get nostalgia 
but how do you was my point is like I get nostalgia but how do you get more nostalgic than Michael well the thing like, is hey you like to me people, for me it's like you you really have to you really have to nitpick in order for you to think that R. Kelly would even win at yeah probably had to go outside of music for you to think that R. Kelly really would have a chance at beating him in the verses well what, what would they do outside of music it's like what we um, I, it's like um you know when they they said oh I don't listen to Michael because of the the uh because of the allegations so yeah, the other guy was convicted so that's what I'm not, saying and, I don't but, know but but that's but that's that's the thing it's like when folks have a bias it's like the uh it's like the what's it called the boondocks episode why would you even it's like why why would you even support r kelly because he good they just automatically it's like automatically they just they're like when when it comes to that sort of bias it's like i don't believe that anybody's that biased like to be to like ignore convicted persons doing the rest of his life in jail over 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 pedophilic activities. Now, there's the folks face accusations. That there, are, that there have been there have been plenty. I know it's social media. I know people say shit on social media just to say shit. But there have been there have been folks that have come out and were like they didn't care about such and such. I'm always gonna bump R. Kelly's music. No, I understand so, that. I'm not saying that. That's com- that's not that's not the point I'm making. I'm saying that there's no the people who are bumping R. Kelly, regardless of him going to prison, are not are not people who stop listening to Michael Jackson. Cause that that I I don't I've even reading comments and the R. Kelly people, the R. Kelly supporters. I, uh, from from all the comments of stuff that I've read on this topic, I didn't see anybody saying that that they don't listen to Michael Jackson because of his accusations. That's that's the point I'm making. I'm not saying that people don't listen to R. Kelly still. The Duchess still listens to R. Kelly music. I don't care nothing about that. I choose not to. That's my decision. But what I'm saying is, there's no there's nobody who's I shouldn't say no nobody most reasonable people are not going to stop dealing with one person for one thing and continue to deal with a person who did the same exact thing. That That's 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 the point that I'm making. Is that I, I know there's plenty of people who still listen to R. Kelly because they separate the art from the music. Me personally, I just, what specifically he did and it was known for doing like when the initial accusations that came out, I was like, I, I still actually listened to Mike to to R. Kelly for a couple of years. But then like when the, like the second wave of allegations came out, I was done with them. I'm like, all right, this is this is a little too, you know. And then there was a third wave, and then now this final wave. I'm like, bruh, can't all these people still be doing this to you? And it's the same thing over and over again. But so, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't believe that people are people who people stop listening to Michael Jackson due to his allegations, but continue to listen to R. Kelly, whose allegations were actually um, 
were actually uh, tried, convicted, and and it is what it is. But I think the attachment with R. Kelly is like the, the so-called baby-making music. And that's like kind of more your vibe, the, the slow bump and grind music. Then I get it. I get why you would prefer R. Kelly's, some of R. Kelly's songs over Michael Jackson's songs. But, um, but as I was looking at the music, you know, even like the world music, like I Believe I Can Fly. And that wasn't on his album. That was on the, excuse me, the Space Jam contract or um, soundtrack. And, uh, and I was like, okay, play, if you play, you know, cause versus also depends on what songs you're playing. And you're, you're going, this song beat this song, this song beat this song. I'm like, so here's what the songs that I could come up with off the top of my head for R. Kelly. Bump and Grind, Seems Like You're Ready, Down Low, When a Woman's Fed Up, Feeling On Your Booty, I Wish, Happy People, World's Greatest, I Believe I Can Fly. The, the, I, I think I said I had nine songs. So the other songs that I pulled up was Your Body's Calling, um, Fiesta, and the only reason I remember that was because the song was funny. Um, I'm a flirt. Same girl. When a woman loves. Leg shaking and leg shaking became a thing because of TikTok, not really because it was a hit song. And the world's greatest that he did on the Mom and Ali um, um, movie, Ali. And I'm like, so if you put, I can't hear you. I'm surprised you didn't have the remix to Ignitions. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. Okay, yeah, that song. So yeah, I, I, I must have missed that song. So yeah, the Ignition remix, that's another song. So, you know, and then so it's like, all right, if you play like, if you play a world song, I believe I can fly. Like, is that, how does that touch Man in the Mirror? Like, it's not even close. Um, like I said, the, the the songs Fiesta is a trash song. I just threw it up there. To be honest, we could we could replace that with Ignition. I think Ignition was a bad song too. Like there's, I'm like I would like anybody who listens to this podcast to tell me a great song, like elite level song that 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 R. Kelly has has put out. I eat so I also went to the list of songs that R. Kelly wrote. It really wasn't that impressive. It really was not that he wrote a lot of songs, but the best songs, the songs that I was I was like, okay, like I I I've I've listened to these songs, you know, and I enjoy these songs. Um uh I don't know the name of the song. I can't remember the name of the song, but the song from Aaliyah, I think it's You Are You're the Best. Let me know. Yeah, I can't um, remember. I don't know. Um, that song, uh, "You Are Not Alone" for Michael Jackson. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, one more chance. He, I, I don't know if he wrote or co-wrote the song. That was also for Michael Jackson. Busted. Um, for uh, for the um, for the Isley. The Brothers. Isley Brothers. Or I think that was specifically Ronald Isley, but Busted, 
And but most of them were like Aaliyah songs. A lot of them were like B-side songs. Like most of the songs were B-side songs. Even like a song I enjoyed, Cry from Michael Jackson, that's a B-side song. So it's just like it's the only the only ones I would consider hits was that one Aaliyah song, One More Chance. And it, so, so like two of the two of the three or four songs that I thought he were like elite songs or like like A side songs, half of them was for Michael Jackson. So I'm like, so Michael, like if that song was for anybody else, it's probably not. It's probably a mid song. It's probably a C side song. It don't get on the tape. It's a bonus track, like Zero just said. Like you know what I'm saying? So. And then I'm like, so we're gonna sit here and compare those songs. Your body's called Bumping Grind. Seems like you're ready. Oh, Sex Me, um, which I don't like that song. I list, I actually, I, I have not played an R. Kelly song in, when was it? I think it was 2008 when I stopped listening to R. Kelly. So I haven't played an R. Kelly song in 15 years. Listen to R. Kelly song. I listen to every single song that I put on this list. Most of them, I'm like, yo, this song is budgy. But then we got R. Kel- or um, Michael Jackson. We got Remember the Time, Thriller, Billie Jean, Be It, You Rock My World, Human Nature, Lady in My Life, uh, PYT, Smooth Criminal, Off the Wall, she out of, She's Out of My Life, The Way You Make Me Feel, Man in the Mirror, Dirty Diana, Butterflies, Rock With You, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Stop it. You think that those songs that I named for R. Kelly that were all like they were all like most downloaded on Apple Podcasts or Apple uh, 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 Music? These are all songs that were labeled as most downloaded, got the star on them. All of these songs. Those songs compare with those songs? And we, I, I, I try to get the same number of songs. And of course, I thought, I forgot, we threw in Ignition, Remix of Ignition. So the, I think it's about 17. Now, these are the songs that came off the top of my head. We're, we're, and like I said, the R. Kelly songs written are mid, are mid songs, and two of them are Michael Jackson's. We didn't, zero mentioned it in the beginning of this. We didn't even go to the Jackson 5 stuff. Like the comedian Ryan Davis pointed out, all I do is, all I do is think of you is is a great song from the Jackson 5. And it was the, not a hit song, the hit song for two other music groups. They were they were both one hit wonders <laughs> on a Michael Jackson, Jackson 5 song. Are you kidding me? Or people who use the human nature beat. Chris Brown, SWV, I think, was the other. Um, what's it called? Uh, the lady in my life. You know, you know, uh, 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 um, boys to men. That was a, that was the sample for Hey Lover. Can somebody tell me any song? Please let me know. I, I'm not an R. Kelly guy, so please let me know when you hear this. Any song that was sampled of R. Kelly's or remade of R. Kelly's. Any.
I rest my case. I rest my case. Michael Jackson is God tier. R. Kelly is on is in the hall of very good. He has a lot of music. He doesn't have a lot of great music. Like 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 Michael Jackson went a decade and put out four albums, all classic albums. Stop it. Stop it. Stop playing with me. Anybody who's an R. Kelly guy, I don't. Again, it's not. It's not about. I don't care if you don't if you still listen to him, even with his accusations. It ain't about that. But anybody who's an R. Kelly guy or gal, if you honestly believe that R. Kelly would beat Michael Jackson in a versus, I hope someone runs over your foot. For saying such blasphemous things. But that's it. That's all I got. Anything to add, Zero? No. All right, Zero, what's your party shot? Let's wrap this up. My party shot is don't let anybody dictate your outcome. Whatever outcome, whatever don't let anybody dictate your outcome don't let anybody dictate dictate how you react to things don't let anybody like you you be the catalyst of your own yeah you be the catalyst of all the decision making that you do don't let anybody make you do anything you don't want to do make you rethink what it is that you want to do don't let anybody discourage you from anything that you want to do in life because there's a lot of people who hate out here and there's a lot of people that try their best to steer you to steer you clear of your desired outcome because they got nothing going on for themselves Um, that's my part of the job my part shot is the NFL season started. And I'm thinking about two weeks, maybe two weeks, we're going to do my favorite episode of the year, the NFL podcast, the NFL pre-prediction, pre-season, season opening podcast. And when I tell you Jets fans that we ain't winning six games and I'm right, I want an apology from every single one of y'all. Y'all really think Aaron Rodgers makes that much of a difference. And I just can't understand why receiving core about the same, worse offensive line, worse coaching, Great defense, but offensively, worst offensive line, worst running back core, worst coaching, worst offensive play calling, as well as in a better division. And y'all think that Aaron Rodgers is going to win us multiple games to put us into Super Bowl 
contention. I can't wait to say, I told you so. And even those people who aren't Jets fans, but are like excited for the Jets, I hate you people even more. Because the Jets fans being delusional is normal. What's abnormal is you other fans trying to be like, oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Y'all got Aaron Rodgers and all you guys were a quarterback away. We were never that kind of roster. The Broncos were that kind of roster. 49ers were that kind of roster. The Browns are that kind of roster. The Jets ain't. But anyways, and I would say the Commanders as well. That's another team. Oh, now they have offensive line issues too. So not them. But yeah. Anyways, that's it for us. We appreciate y'all listening to the podcast. Uh, share, subscribe, um, review, comment, whatever you do. Let us know what you think. We love y'all. We'll see you next week.